Welcome to another episode of Inner Circle. I'm Ashley. I'm Dahlia. I'm Janelle. And today we will be talking about <laughs> our beloved legal guardians, our parents, you know, the creators of us. Um, and I know, I feel like this is a very tricky subject to talk about, but, you know, we've been thinking about this for a while and I feel like it's time to share our opinions so basically we will be talking about all the ways our parents annoy us and how they should do better <laughs> so who wants to start I feel like Janelle is gonna as always stay silent but not because she doesn't want to talk but rather because she has nothing to say because I feel like Janelle has such like angel parents like she never complains about her parents <laughs> no it's like she has no parents period like she is her own parent Janelle any thoughts she's literally (laughs) eating baby snacks right now oh they're good (laughs) (laughs) Janelle any thoughts well first of all this is regarding college like the only the one place like the only place that my parents want me to go is UNC Chapel Hill and that's just making me oh my god stop I was telling my mom yesterday how I didn't get it like a good vibe from that school and how I don't want to go like it just gives off such a weird vibe it doesn't even seem fun right that's like the only place my mom wants me to go like the only place Mm -hmm. it's so annoying yeah, I find it amazing how, like, I just, I, that, the idea of, like, your parents telling you where you should go to college, even though you really don't want to go there, that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, but I feel like they think of it as, like, a, um, like, more like school, like, oh, you're gonna go to this high school, it doesn't really matter, but then again, it's, it's like, a big deal to everyone else, like, when, mm-hmm. like, my mom, she grew up in, like, different place and like her grades basically like decided like they they would um like they'd have to fit criteria for certain schools so like for her to get in so like what career path so like if your um grades are like really high you get engineer or doctor if it's not then like too bad you can never be that for the rest of your life so it it was still important but at the same time it wasn't as important like whatever school you go to doesn't matter so I think I think it's just like hard for them to understand, especially since it's like, like where where like where else do schools require so much money for you to attend? Like it's only in America. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think, think they understand the, the big deal. Yeah. yeah but like well, my parents, like I feel like my mom doesn't care, which is like the, the tricky thing about my parents. Like it's not my dad. I mean, it's not my mom that's like the starter and like the cause of my problems it's usually my dad mm-hmm. so when I say parents I usually mean my dad um but yeah yeah that's the same for me too and um I know this is like kind of like a, an abrupt segue but like there's we have like this long list of documents of things that we want to like get through like we were just like writing stuff down and so the first thing I want to bring up for me is like I've been like noticing like how like therapy is like something like an important tool that a lot of people have in their lives and stuff like you don't necessarily have to like you know go through this big traumatic event just to you know be in therapy but I've noticed that a lot of um, like reasons why we do stuff or like 
things that we do, the underlying reasons, like that we react certain ways or we do certain things is because of what happened in our childhood. And it usually comes from how our parents treated us or like the influence we had in our childhood. I was literally telling my mom yesterday on our walk, the exact same thing. I was like, you know, people most like, I feel like a large percentage of people who go to therapy are like go because of their childhood trauma. Like not necessarily if they were like hurt or whatever, but like little things. Like I remember um, I was watching a Jennifer Aniston interview like a few days ago and she was talking about, it was like at a women's like meeting thing, like women's empowerment thing and for cancer and all of that and she was talking about how like when she was a child somebody said to her at the dinner table that she should leave because she didn't have anything important to say and so all throughout her life she felt like um it was a parental figure and all throughout her life she felt like she um like didn't have anything good to bring to the table and like she felt like she wasn't important and that's like that just like proves how like when parents or like anybody in your life that's a figure or guardian or whatever like them treating you like actually matters or like oh they won't remember in a few years they'll thank us but it's like I think it's like the opposite Mm -hmm, yeah and I think a good example um is like sometimes or like all the time my dad will be like oh you always have such a big mouth at home but when you're out on the road you're always so shy and you don't want to say anything but it's like every time I try to speak up or defend myself and maybe an argument or a conversation at home to my parents, they'll like take it as me having an attitude or talking back or being just disrespectful and I get in trouble for it. So when I'm out the road, that's probably why I have such a hard time expressing my concerns or like using my voice in public settings because I conditioned it to think that it was wrong and disrespectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Janelle? <laughs> what? You can't just say yes and just like go back to being quiet. You know, I know you have some issues. Share. Mm, no, I just have problems with myself. Mm. <laughs> it's not that my parents comment on me. It's just like, you already know sometimes I have a lot to say. You know the saying, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. home I do not go by that saying I just say what I want to and, you know that's, that's what nice and that's what my mm-hmm. parents have a problem with so let's just see like I like I can't blame it on them I have to blame it on myself but mm-hmm. that's one thing I have a problem with with them they just have a problem with the way I am my attitude yeah gotta fix that yeah <laughs> Over time, I think your attitude will get better, Janelle. I can see you working on it. I'm proud. Okay. <laughs> Another thing. Um, my parents would like always tell me that I'm picky, like especially like with food or anything, or like they do, they would just tell me I'm picky or like fickle or whatever. And that also conditions me to think that I'm overreacting in adverse situations. So like mm-hmm. if I'm in a situation, like I don't know if this is a good example, but when I was like working for a bit at that um, place that I was working at before I'm now working at the place I'm working at now, um, I like didn't get like a break, you know, like I was working like five straight hours or like seven hours and like I didn't get like a designated break time and I thought um, like I don't think this is a good example, but like, I just, I don't know. I just like, didn't think much of it. Cause I thought I was just being picky or like, this is just like normal work hours. Like maybe I'm just like too lazy and I haven't like worked ever. So this is just like, you know, I'm being, you know, I'm overreacting, but actually it was a problem and I should have been getting a break, but I didn't know to speak up because, you know, I thought I was just being picky. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Like I, I'm not a picky. You guys know that like I, with my food, <laughs> but I feel like whenever I sit at the dinner table, it's always like, Oh, you don't like chicken. You don't like meat. You're, you're going to be sick. You're going to whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of like messes up with your head, messes your, your head. Um, another, another thing I want to add is like, um, like when they try to fit you into their mold so that you are kind of like, well, like whatever personality you have is like pushed out and like gone when you're a child. And then they, you're like this person who you're like constantly like being at home that you forget who like you truly are and you don't develop that like self, whatever. And you know, and yeah, then, no, no, like, no, you know, code switching. Remember when we learned about that mm-hmm, in eighth grade? Yeah. Or like, um, yeah, up to whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like literally I have to like switch my persona around my like I was thinking about this the other day. It's like I don't right. like I, smiling in front of my parents or like, you know, if I'm watching a movie and I laugh, like I have to like suppress my laugh because I don't want them asking right. about what I'm watching. And like also like I, just the thought of like my me and my sister being on like the same sports team or something. Like imagine she tried out for volleyball, I tried out for volleyball, we both made the team. I would never be able to fully express myself in front <gasps> of my sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because like you feel, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think, like, I feel like people who have had like that, um, like who have not had like parents who suppress their like personality, like you know, they just like don't have to like code switch. Like I've noticed people who like be themselves or like whatever in like whatever situation and like this friend group, this setting, this whatever, and like they'll always express themselves as who they are and they won't like change it up to like fit this like whatever. And I feel like those people are the ones who have like not had that suppression from the parents. Like I feel like at points, like when I code switch, I'm like, who who am I really? Like who am I even without the code switching? Like I don't even know who I am sometimes. Like a whole identity crisis. Yeah. Yeah, no, and like- some like another thing like it's not even like I'm doing anything bad like I'm not doing anything bad but like I always feel Mm -hmm. the need to switch my tabs whenever I'm watching something like a show or like whenever like my parents are yelling at me I feel like I have to hide my phone so they they don't see it and like start thinking to take it away like I have to like think about this stuff before they can even think think about it and honestly like um what's it called that thing that flight or fight thing fight or flight yeah, it just like engages my flight or fight all the time, which like makes their nerves. I'm like, you, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm very anxious, especially nowadays, <gasps> now that we're home constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this video. I don't know if it was like a YouTube video. I, I'm pretty sure it was a TikTok. <laughs> here, here I go, citing TikTok <laughs> again. But literally, there was this like, um, I think it was a parent or something, just this, this guy. And he was like, the reason why, um, like certain kids like wake up and they're they they seem like they have an attitude or whatever is because like you wake them up like for example you like wake them up yelling at them and then that triggers their fight or flight and then for the rest of the day they're in like fight mode or panic mode Mm -hmm. because like you know and I feel like that's how it is constantly in strict households yeah and that's why the parents think we have a bad attitude but we're just like trying to like literally defend ourselves and that like kind of reminds me of like I went on this like um residential like one week summer program thing and when I went there everybody was so relaxed and having fun and like they obviously they weren't thinking about their parents because why would they like you know and I was just constantly thinking about everything that I was doing and like my parents because like 
I was like really anxious and not like letting myself have fun if that makes sense like everyone was Mm -hmm. like free and like playing around oh let's go do that let's go do this I'm just like wait I have to ask my parents no I don't you know and sometimes I catch myself like like in a friend group like they'll say something and I'm just like I catch myself saying something that my parents would tell me not to do and I'll be like being the parent of the friend group and I'm just like this is not me this is my parents talking exactly Mm -hmm. which kind of scares me like I feel like when I mean sorry to interrupt you but when we go to college like I feel like that's gonna be a time to find myself and like like personality wise but I feel like it's gonna be really hard like I feel like I'm gonna be confused so much Mm -hmm. yeah so um I kind of want to go into okay this is like kind of random from what we were talking about not really but I've never it's always been so hard for me to like distinguish like emotional abuse from like just someone like being mean or something like I've never like actually understood the real meaning of like um verbal abuse or emotional abuse or like gaslighting but I feel like my parents do it all the time but it's like so normalized so I I just looked up the meaning of gaslight literally on my phone and it says gaslighting is to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So I wrote down some examples. So sometimes like my parents, or like you said, whenever I reference my parents, I'm mostly referencing my dad, but like when they say like, oh, I love you, or I'm doing these things out of love, that's not like a good excuse to treat me the way you treat me, or like, oh, I yell at you because I love you, or I yell at you because I care about you, or I'm doing this to teach you a a valuable lesson, like, there's a better way to send the same message. Yeah, I feel like um, when my mom, she does something in her own way, which is not yelling, she never yells, I mean, she does, but like, you know, she, she never like, does anything that's like, considered some type of abuse or anything I get that like message straight to my head like way faster than like any other like like through fear I guess like when my dad like threatens you know to do something or like he does it in like way where it's like if you don't do it I'm gonna do this or something like that like just Mm -hmm. being nice to your child they understand yeah and um that kind of like reminds me oh no I've got oh I got that I almost forgot wait wait a second what were we talking about <laughs> we were talking about like there's a nice yes, way to lighting. okay so basically no never mind I forgot oh my gosh that is so frustrating <laughs> <laughs> okay it's well, okay yeah thank you that that really helps go okay. back to it yeah okay but- so basically another thing is like it's so they like diminish sometimes they like diminish our feelings and like make our opinions and beliefs like feel unimportant like and they always play the card like I'm the adult you're the child I'm the parent you're the child and like they've been on this earth longer than we have but it's like that stems like into like the whole thing about like having respect for your elder which is like a controversial (laughs) topic but it's like if someone's disrespectful to me I don't care for blood I don't care for related I'm not gonna like like just because we're related or like we're blood or like I wouldn't be here because of you had it that does, has nothing to do with you treating me with respect mm-hmm. that's true because when you said that that literally um triggered this memory from the DMV at the other day when I was taking my permit test and I was like for some reason I don't know what's going on in my head but I was like I struck up a conversation with my dad I was like 
hey, is these are these the signs that you need to know for the DMV? Like I screenshotted up from the handbook, like just a few. I knew they weren't all of them. And then he started yelling at me and telling me I was stupid and like how he should have like I should have asked like that. There's nothing wrong with asking for help and like how I'm still a child and he's the adult and he knows more than me. And like I should have just asked for the handbook. And I even though I told him a million times that I have the handbook, it's just online version. And he was like, you're going to fail. Watch, you're going to fail. And yeah, and I they're passed, so cocky. And it's like, yeah. yeah, and they think they know everything. And they, and even when they are wrong, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. But before mm-hmm. we get into that, I remember what I was going to say. Um, Literally, my mom always tells me, because like, she's more of like, she does things in a calmer way versus my dad. Like my dad, he'll immediately start yelling. But it's like, my mom always tells me, you can't control the other person's reactions. You can only control your own. So it's yeah. like when my dad is yelling, just let him yell, just let him talk. Cause like, if you don't respond, then he's just going to be basically talking to a wall and then he'll eventually just like, you know, it'll die down. But like, sometimes I just, I can't help myself. Like I need to like, I feel the need right. to defend myself. I feel the need to actually make him, cause if he keeps on talking like this, then it's going to just like settle more into his brain that he's right and I'm wrong when that's never mm-hmm. always the case. And I just feel the need to defend myself. But my mom's like, just let it go. And I'm just like, I don't want to let it go. Like if I don't tell him he's wrong, who's going to? That's the exact same situation that goes into my household. Like my mom will be like, if you raise your voice like loud, that just means that you have no point to make, that you think that that you're not actually strong. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you say in a, in a, um, like a low voice or like a low tone that just means you're more mature or whatever but then if you start screaming that just means you're stupid and like you have nothing good to say and I'm just like but like if I let him yell that means he'll think that he's winning you know what I mean exactly how does that even make sense Mm -hmm. and I try so hard to match him but like it never ends up well for me but like I just I I can't but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I remember I went through like this phase (laughs) I don't even know if phase is the right word but like I went through like this period of time where like I would do that like I would just like sit there I would like look at him kind of make him feel stupid for yelling at me because I was all calm and like I would just sit there and watch him yell and then I would like calmly say what I needed to say and then he would still be yelling and I feel like that made him (laughs) that made him look stupid for yelling at me but then I just went back to like trying to defend myself and yelling and I don't even that's like a whole but the question is if he's a sociopath or like like my in general if anybody who does that is a sociopath or a psychopath do you think they would even recognize that they look stupid like if they're actually like yelling and you make them look like you know you're speaking normally do you think that they would actually care like I feel like I don't know if they've been doing it for this long probably not (laughs) so yeah yeah, but, like, I know we, we were, like, before I brought up what I forgot, um, we were talking about, like, how, like, they never want to apologize. Like, okay, so with my dad, like, he can never admit when he's wrong. Like, sometimes he will, like, once in a blue moon, he'll, like, apologize and say, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. But, like, sometimes he'll be clearly wrong, and then he just tries to blame it on someone else. Like, he blames everyone but himself for his own wrongdoing. And I'm just mm-hmm, like, why can't yeah. you just... And he never wants to take accountability. I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. That reminds me of like when I broke the lawn. Okay. See, now this is like, hold on. We were, we were lawn mowing, right? He made me lawn mow the lawn and then the lawn mower stopped working. And, you know, he said it like for like 
times before that that he wants to buy a new lawnmower because like we've had it for like five six seven years and it was old now and like barely working and then it stopped working with me right and then he was like oh yeah and it, we needed a new one anyways and then like 10 like 10 minutes later like after we were inside and all of that and like done he was like yeah she broke it she doesn't know how to use it whatever 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 and it's like you just told me that it was already old <laughs> and like yeah. all of that like why can't we like when something breaks why can't it just be okay you know like that's another Mm -hmm. thing in my household if something breaks or like something happens with like an object or anything we can never like let it go peacefully there's like always like a fight or something it's never like it's okay let's move on exactly oh my gosh so with me I vacuum one of my chores is to vacuum the kitchen every night yes I vacuum the kitchen every night I still don't understand why I'm doing I'm doing it I've been doing it for years but I just I've I've accepted it. So um, I vacuum the kitchen every night. So basically I'm the one that mainly uses the vacuum. And so um, there was like, it was like a while back, but like the, like the thing to like make the vacuum, like tilt back in order to vacuum that broke. And so I, so my, my, my father found out and he was basically yelling at me and he still brings it up to this day. He's like, he literally calls me Wreck-It Ralph because apparently I'm breaking everything in the house. <laughs> whatever um but basically he thinks that I broke the vacuum on purpose to make him mad oh why would I do that that's that was the literally way he said about the lawnmower too oh my god he was like she didn't want to do it in the first place that makes no sense and they try to tell me how to like they try and tell me what I'm feeling they try and tell me why I did things when that that doesn't make any sense like, why would I do that? I would just get in trouble. Like, what what benefit am I getting out of that? Oh, God. It's like, so... yeah, it sucks. And then, like, another pet peeve is, like, they'll ask you a question and then you answer them, but then they repeat the same question over again. So, like, for example, like, I'll, they'll ask me, what are you eating? Oh, yeah. like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I'm doing this. And they're like, oh, so you're eating this. And I'm just like, didn't I just say that? Like, why are you asking me again I feel like I don't mind that when it's like with someone I like like a conversation with someone that I don't mind having with like my mom or whatever but like when it's someone I don't want to talk to on like a regular basis it's like mm-hmm. can you stop like right. especially also this is random like I feel like it's I don't I'm only bringing it up because it's like breakfast related but whenever I'm having breakfast and like he's at home and obviously he's done with the breakfast he'll like come and be like oh why don't you eat this? This is good. Eat that. What are you eating? And then he'll come like take around it in the kitchen. And I'm just like trying to eat peacefully. And it's like, can you leave me alone? And I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I, I know yeah. it's not malicious, like the intent, but it's still like annoying. <laughs> yes, malicious intent. Oh, I love that phrase. Anyways, <laughs> um, another thing, my parent, again, my father, he'll make me do his grunt work. Like he'll like ask me to be a messenger in the conversation. You don't know how many times, especially recently, he'll like say, oh, you should ask your mother about that. I'm like, why can't you ask her? Like what? (laughs) I don't need to know. Like you go ask. And like, like, he'll like my, cause my sister's like always upstairs in her room. And like, um, he'll like try and call her like uh, to come downstairs or like the food's ready or whatever. And he tells me to go tell her like, why can't you just tell her yourself? Like, why are you making me do that? This reminds me of like, you know, when your mom is like working and then they tell you, go help your mom. Poor thing. She's like all like, you know, all Mm -hmm. alone and like needs help. It's like, 
why don't why you aren't do it? you like, doing it, that oh what is God. your like I know you go to work but like I, I'm pretty sure you'll be fine like if you like help a little bit you know what I mean like I feel like that's right. like the reasoning behind everything I'm tired I can't do anything right like my mom mm-hmm. also goes to work and she still makes dinner every day and cooks and cleans like right and like I'll have to remind my sister to do her own chores because my dad tells me to remind her even though that has nothing to do with me or like he'll tell me to get a glass of water or go downstairs and get his wallet for him really quick or his phone or his charger or like a blanket or an object that's or something that's literally right in front of them like stop making us do your scut we're not your interns (laughs) (laughs) not the interns literally a whole Grey's Anatomy thing like the interns they do scut I don't know what's well I know what scut means but I don't know if it stands for anything but that basically means I do all the grunt work and yeah like stop making me do that please thank you yeah my dad cut his feet the other day um when he was mowing the lawn again yeah and then he mowing the lawn again and then he was like started yelling and how we don't never help him even though he never asked for help and there was bleeding and like we thought he needed stitches he went to urgent care yesterday he was fine um (laughs) but he was like talking about then what are kids for and it's like like what do you mean what are (laughs) right like sometimes I'm I'm just like like it's a better investment if you get a maid versus if you get a child like I'm right. like if you think about it like you put in all this work just for them to do like a couple years work of um worth of like grunt work you know doesn't mm-hmm. make sense yeah sometimes like I'll be like oh, and it's all this whole thing with like it kind of like goes into another thing about like patriarchy whatever whatever but like sometimes like my mom will be like cleaning something and I'll be washing the dishes and then I'll look at my dad who's literally sitting down in his like chair watching TV and I'm just like this doesn't this isn't right like I don't like this I hate washing my dish I hate washing dishes or like helping my mom when he's like around because it kind of like makes me like fit in the mold of like what he wants me to be so it's like Mm -hmm. whenever he's around I'm like sorry I can't do that which kind of is stupid like know yeah also Um, another thing is um traditional like I wrote this down but um like on the topic of colleges and everything since you know seniors now um colleges and like career paths are like a huge thing in my household and like the you either like a phrase that goes around in like um like in my Arabic, whatever, Middle Eastern, whatever, is like, oh, or like whenever they want to say something nice, they're like, oh, I hope you become a doctor. I hope you whatever. Or like, I hope like one day I'll be a wife or one day I'll get married. And it's like something that triggers me so much that after they say it, like whenever we're at someone's house, um, I like, you know, pinch my mom, be like, why did she say that? Why did, like, what does she think that I'm going to be a, like, some, it just gets on my nerves. Um, but like the doctor thing, like, I feel like my parents are like, my mom still wants like my mom's also like in this but she doesn't care honestly um but like I feel like doctor like not even lawyer like doctor engineer like what other like careers like I think that's it like I feel like that's the only thing like I'm supposed to um like that's what they want me to do when I go to college and like everything else is like oh yeah you'll like you won't get an investment back on it like you won't get profit like if you get like a regular corporate job like you're not gonna make enough money or whatever it's like it's like either like a mcdonald's worker or like a doctor like i feel like that's whatever Uh 
I don't know. It just, it's this huge thing that honestly puts like an extra layer of stress over college applications and everything. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because recently um, I've been trying to like decide my career goal. And like, I have a scholarship coordinator for like this program that I'm doing for this internship, whatever, whatever. And so basically um, I finally landed on the fact that I'm probably going to end up doing something in management, being a manager, whatever, whatever. I really don't, I don't know. Really? But like, yeah, public relations manager, publicist, um, yeah. um, public relations Alexis. communications. <laughs> Alexis who? Alexis from Shit's Creek. Thanks for reminding yes. me. Yes. Finished okay, the so, show the other day. So yes. I don't. <laughs> I I'm recommend so it. I finally finished it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, um, I... So basically I wanted, like, I decided to be a public relations manager, but like a public relations manager for what? And like um, my scholarship coordinator and literally my mom and my dad, they were telling me like, do it for like, a, like, I know you don't want to be in a hospital, but like do it for like health <gasps> or like hobby. health administration. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say a hobby. Because <laughs> oh, like no, my parents like, are always like, do like stuff that's not like giving you money for like a hobby. And it's like, not everything mm-hmm. can be a and hobby. They were, like, yeah exactly and they were like saying like if you want to ma- do management do something in like health administration or like what's the point like, of that on, like just they keep on steering me into the direction of stem i'm like i i want nothing to do with stem but it's like they're like those are that's the field with like lucrative salaries and like then they brought up the fact like that they originally wanted to do teaching or something like this but then when they had a family oh, they had to like teaching. do something else and like yeah. it's they kept on bringing up the fact that oh i had to feed my family and this wasn't feeding my family who said i wanted a family yeah i'm supporting myself (laughs) point blank period oh my goodness like i feel like it's so weird that they assume that i want a family (laughs) like i am my own family i'm good thank you period you and your cat and yes a plant Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) what you know i didn't say anything you need to say honestly I was asking my mom, I was like, what are the needs for plants? Like, they're just, just get a fake one. Like, but it provides right. oxygen to your house. Barely. <laughs> right. What's one plant going to do for the entire house? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, kind of like to segue off into something else. I, I never understood what the purpose of taking away our phones are. Like, what's the lesson that it teaches us? that is like the bane of my pro- the bane or the bane um, whatever it's the, like the start of all my problems <laughs> and like yeah. it's not just taking away your phone like in my household it's like also searching through it mm-hmm. it's like searching through the phone and it's like that kind of like makes you more sneaky and like mm-hmm. more bad if that makes sense and it's like if you just trusted me this wouldn't have you know right I don't know and that like kind of reminds it's like like the kids who like have all this freedom normally they're not doing like stuff like that but it's like the kids who are under like strict rules and stuff they want to rebel more and it's kind of like they're just they keep on pushing us in the wrong direction but it's like um whenever they take away my phone I write down everything in my phone like just because like I have to write stuff down it's like my I just write stuff down in my phone and so anytime they take my phone I feel like they're cutting me off from my own self I'm just that's why I'm so attached to my phone (laughs) I'm not even attached to my phone because of social media or because of games or because I just want to be on my phone like it's my my thoughts are in my phone this goes back to that whole like identity crisis like mm -hmm. tell me why I made a whole google docs basically like describing myself like what I like so I don't 
forget like what are my favorite mm-hmm. shows my favorite food and it's like oh, wait a minute. I have that in my notes too I have that in my no- and literally um I have like a whole notes literally for um you know like whenever you're like in a new group and like they want to do icebreakers and they say oh share three things about yourself three facts two truths and a lie I have a notes for that so whenever I'm in that situation I can just pull it up because I literally know nothing about myself off the top of my head it's which so is bad. so sad like if you think about it that whole this whole thing is sad like yeah I don't know and like when they take like sometimes they'll take away my Netflix or like we're not even gonna get into that but they take away my door um oh but yeah they'll the take door. away my phone they'll take away my Netflix and they're, they're cutting me off from like civilization quite literally because all I do is yeah. stay inside this house and they're taking away my only source of happiness like literally my only source of happiness is I hate to say it, but it's so it's TikTok and it's Netflix like where else am I gonna laugh which is why I don't understand when people are like, oh, I wish I lived in another era. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. What would you like read books all the time? Like how else would you escape to a different world? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. like literally my coping me- mechanisms like YouTube. It's been like all these years. Just like, you know, whenever like I get yelled at by, by a parent, I just go watch a YouTube video and it's like, I'm in a whole different world, which is like why I like movies. Oh my God. It's like, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's like childhood trauma. It just like is the stem mm-hmm. of everything. Right. And so um, I want to kind of like say this like before we end the episode, because I have to go in a bit. But um, I think it's so important that we need to start learning the importance of making connections like the, with people we meet and like following up with them. Um, like, for example, there was this TikTok that I saw and it was basically this dancer who was in the movie In the Heights. And she got to be in the movie like through connections. And like there was this other t- um tiktok where this girl was like saying how she kept a spreadsheet of everyone she met like with their name where they she talked to them um their contact information and what they talked about so like if she like she would just follow up with them and then eventually like that connection would come with a benefit for her like maybe a new job or like an opportunity that she could use and it's like if i'm always staying inside my house like i just i don't know how i'm ever gonna like be successful if i just stay inside my house like i need to be like I need to be out in the street like what am I gonna out do and about. in the house right <laughs> and like my parents my dad is like um he's like oh you guys don't know how to like do anything like we're out the road you guys don't know how to do anything but inside you always want to do this and this and it's just like I'm never out the road so I don't know what I'm doing like I literally whenever I'm in line to pay for something by myself I feel so out of my element I'm just like oh my god should right. I even be buying this like oh my god like do I even have enough money and like I'm just like fumbling with myself because I'm so uncomfortable because I've never been in situations like that on a regular basis yeah they make you feel dependent like you're never independent right and every time I am independent like sometimes because I work at the mall and so on break I would just walk around in the mall and I've never really been able to do that on my own so like sorry hold on my mom just walked in (laughs) oh but like sometimes on break I'll walk around the mall and I've never been able to do that by myself without parental supervision and so when I walk around I feel like I'm doing something wrong like I feel like oh my god what am I supposed to do oh my god am I supposed to be doing this like I feel like I should be being watched like I don't think I should be doing this and it's like it's so bad yeah like I feel like I'm doing something wrong just because I'm walking around in the mall and I don't know if this is because like it's like immigrant households if you know what I mean like people who are not white (laughs) sorry I'm just gonna say it but like people who are not white I feel like white people just have like so much independent independency like they're when they're 18 that's it they're adults you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they even get kicked out sometimes but like 
in my culture, like people stay at their house like for a long time. I'm not I'm not planning on doing that, but I'm just saying, which is why I feel like a lot of like strict households, they make you feel like you have to be dependent on the like parents and stuff because you don't know stuff yeah. like you're just but it's like it doesn't make sense like if, obviously I don't know stuff because you're not letting me know stuff yeah which is a whole cycle mm-hmm. so I feel like Janelle all... didn't add anything like this whole time. she was just sitting here honestly Janelle can you like wait Janelle no, I really I was remembering something then I forgot what I was gonna say okay well it was important. Next time you remember, write it down. <laughs> and then we can bring it up in our next episode because I have to go. But basically, I think I should just end off this episode by saying, oh, did you remember? I did. I remember. Okay. I was just okay, say quick. comment based on what you guys were saying. When Asha was talking, like her parents, just, I'm just saying, don't you think that makes you a little bit more like emotionally tougher than some people? <laughs> no. With what? Stronger. Like, or what like don't, like you're talking about how like your parents they yell at you criticize blah blah blah, blah. oh yeah and so like when I, someone yells like, at me i don't i'm not affected just make you a little bit more like well i mean i don't yes but i don't think that's a good thing <laughs> yeah like, no. in a way you're still like vulnerable you know what i mean like you just get flashbacks and just like hurts more <laughs> than it's supposed to <laughs> flashbacks ptsd yeah um yeah but honestly I don't know if my parents played a role in me played a role in me like not showing my well yes they did but like in the (laughs) terms like of me not crying like I'm just not a crier and I don't I'm not sensitive like that and honestly I don't remember the last time I've cried I only cry when I'm like stressed out because of school (laughs) so yeah well that's a good thing yeah Mm -hmm. but like now I'm going back to school and I feel like I'm gonna be crying a lot I'm dropping. Okay, so yeah, we can just end off this episode by saying parents contribute to the deterioration and the lack of our social skills, and they're setting us up for failure in life. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. If you're out there with happy parents, if you're out there with happy parents, I just want to say I'm so jealous of you Mm -hmm. and I hate you. Jealousy, jealousy. Period. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye.